There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and welcome to another show. I'm delighted to be back again as always. And uh, I'm really going to be great today to, um, to introduce you again to uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Pagan. Um, before I introduce you to Mike, uh, I'd like to say, uh, firstly, um, for anybody who thinks the show today is with Chad Barr, then unfortunately Chad has a, a personal challenge and had to fly uh, back to Israel. So uh, we wish him well and his family well. Um, so uh, Mike and I, we were traveling together up to Scotland today and we decided to stop off on, on the route and uh, record this interview together. And we thought, actually, as Chad couldn't make it, unfortunately, and he's, he's going to be back in uh, in February, uh, we'd, we'd have a, a conversation today about um, about what we learned maybe from last year and all of the shows and, and that sort of thing. But before I go into the details around that, let me say a big thank you to last week's guests. Uh, last week, we had Tosin Adebisi and uh, Dr. Sue Baxter from the University of Sussex. And a really fascinating show, I thought, on on um, how education is transforming and needs to transform. And if you're interested in that area, there was just the most um, brilliant explanation of the changes that are going on in the world and why education needs to change from Sue. And also uh, some really insightful uh, information from Tosin about entrepreneurship and how uh, organizations need to become entrepreneurial. And he's a brilliant example of somebody who is really uh, shaking things up, doing things differently in a, an establishment, which is often, you know, more kind of formal and a bit more austere and organized. But to have people who are entrepreneurially going in and making different uh, change across the organization in a, quite an entrepreneurial way, but internally can be very, very powerful. And uh, I think uh, from that perspective, I'd go and have a listen to that show if education is something that is interesting to you. Um, I'd like to also just say um, a, a big thank you to um, to uh, the Telephone Assassin, to Anthony Steers, and also to uh, my um, good friend Rupert Honeywood at Business Growth Bureau, who've been very helpful this week in helping me with uh, some of the work that we're doing around um, around our sort of sales and marketing, and they're doing an amazing job. So uh, just sort of say a thank you on air to them. Um, so let's talk about uh, the last year and you know, if you think back and reflect over your last 12 months, there will have been, I'm sure, all sorts of different ideas and thoughts and, you know, quotes and lessons and, you know, business lessons, life lessons. And I think it's really important to take that opportunity to really reflect on your life and your work in in the previous year. And thanks, I think you should be doing that, you know, maybe monthly, quarterly. But it also what it enables you to do is to kind of build on your successes and avoid repeating the same old mistakes and kind of circling in the same way that you did before. Uh, so in this show, we're going to reflect upon probably quite a few sort of lessons and some of the ideas that came from uh, some of the interviews and also some of the experiences, some of the things I've read, Mike, Mike's read and his experiences during 2018. And I'd encourage you to do that as well if you've not done it. If you've not sat back and really deeply reflected on last year, and have a, you know what are the things that you learn? What are the things that you should um, you know do more of? What are the things that you should stop? What are the things that you should uh, you know continue doing or start? 
you know, um, I think important just to uh, take those lessons and make sure you're not in a pattern of you know, repeating the same old ways of behavior if they're not working for you. So to add further to ins- insight, I've invited my very good friend today, the international speaker and author, Mike Pagan. Uh, Mike, as I mentioned, has been on the show twice before. Once we talked about his, uh, his, his great book, Faf. Um, and also we um, invited him and he came along and talked about f- probably five years ago now, Mike, with uh, an amazingly inspiring young man, Stephen Sutton. And I'm sure we'll, we'll mention him a little bit later. Um, but Mike supports elite athletes and service personnel transitioning to life after careers and sport. Uh, he's just set up a, a new a podcast, which is um, about, uh, about life in transition to help people as well. He's also a great business coach as well. Works with all sorts of businesses, with schools. He's, he teaches people how to uh, speak well and effectively from a, from a stage and does all sorts of programs around that too. Uh, he's also, um, he's also, I've got to say, he must just be a little bit gullible as well. And um, the reason he's a little bit gullible is because I've managed to fool him into uh, also completing one of the UK's toughest one-day endurance events next year with me, the Artemis Great Kindrochit Quadrathlon. Either that or he's very, he's very smart. Um, but, uh, but, I, but I asked uh, several people, and I couldn't find anybody daft enough to do it with me, and uh, Mike jumped at the opportunity. So I'm, uh, I'm delighted uh, that he did, because uh, we're going to have some great fun. And our team name is uh, Quad 100. And Mike came up with the idea, because between us, we realized this year that we've got 100 years of age between us, which is pretty scary. And I think also because 100% effort is going to be needed to ensure that we actually survive it. So um, it's going to be good to, uh, we'll share a little bit more about that, I'm sure, but to have a conversation with us, uh, with you now about some of our insights and also some of the things that might help you in 2019, and then to encourage you to go away and do the same thing. So, Mike, I'm delighted to have you here. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Gullible, um, the list goes on. And just, just to set the uh, thing straight on one area there, it's not next year. It's six months away. Oh, it's this year, isn't it? You, you uh-huh. said next year. Yes, no, this year. That's six months away from doing, it's not a triathlon, it's a quadrathlon, which means you've got kayaking in as well. And you're running over... Um, rather large hills and all sorts of nonsense. So they call them mountains, I think. Yeah, well, I think some of our American friends would object to them being called mountains. They're called Munros in Scotland, which means they are not quite mountains, but they're very ugly hills that will hurt. So, uh, But it'll be fun. We have to do these things to, just to prove we're not um, old and um, incapable, or, or is that just me? Well, my wife said midlife crisis when somebody asked her the other day, so uh, there, there we go. But I think... I know for me with this, Mike, I, I, I have been very inspired by some of the amazing guests I've had on the show and, you know, the incredible physical challenges that some of them have, have put themselves through. And you as well as somebody, you know, you've, you swam, did a relay swim across the channel, which is no, you know, main feat. Um, so you've inspired me as well. So I thought it was about time that I did something. I got myself uh, super fit again and did something that I was proud of and maybe would inspire my kids as well. So, you know, tell us a bit about what you've been up to since we last spoke and, you know, what what, what possessed you to uh, do this activity with me this year? Well, it, 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 since we last chatted on, on, on shows, uh, I worked out that it's coming up five years ago that we did that interview with Stephen Sutton. And uh, uh, at that time, I was in training and learning how to do open water swimming because I'd never done it before. 
Um, so yes, I, I could swim in the same way as people can ride a bike or they can run, but there's a difference between a, being a swimmer or a runner or a cyclist. These are all things that you have to learn how to do if you're actually going to do it in an endurance world. And uh, so I was learning how to open water swim and then suddenly learning how to swim in the English Channel, dodging ferries and jellyfish and sewage. And, and, oh, and by the way, just wearing a pair of fine speedo swimming trunks uh, rather than a wetsuit or anything sensible like that. So it was um, it was way outside the comfort zone um, and it was it was a proper challenge. And um, we were the. Uh, in, in, in hindsight, uh, the, the swim was 22 miles from Dover to Calais, and it, we actually did 35 miles, not because we got lost, just because the tides were so huge. Ah. Um, um, and as a team, we actually, we were the full men's relay team, which is six people, and we did it in 11 hours and 52 minutes. So I still remember that number. It's not tattooed on my body, but it's, it's a consideration. But the reason why I remember that is because we were the fastest men's relay team in wow. 2015. So there's stuff like that. Now, uh, the reason why I tell you the story is, though, uh, right up until the day they put me in a box, I will still be able to brag that I've swum the English Channel. Yeah? Now, whether or not you say solo or relay, people don't ask that bit. Yeah, I've done it. And um, so I have bragging rights for life. You do? So, yes. So hence, so when we're talking about doing quadrathons this year, uh, there was, yeah, okay, I, I like doing challenges. They're fitness challenges. They keep me focused. But it's also um, that appreciation of, of achievement. When you're sitting there uh, supping on whatever your particular poison or celebratory drink is after you've achieved something massive, uh, there isn't a better taste. Whether, you've, uh, whether you're in the speaking world have uh, spoken to a thousand people and had the best ovation ever, whether you've won an Olympic medal, whether you've uh, just got through your driving test, whatever it happens to be, these are all significant moments in your life that you remember and they're huge. And the first taste of whatever uh, drink it is, a cup of tea, a pint of beer or whatever it happens to be afterwards is just um, electric. Yeah. And you sit there and you do have a smug and self-righteous glow, which I know, people don't like that phrase, but it's true. It's just, I've done all right. And there's pride there. There's self-satisfaction. It's not, not in an ugly way. It's just, wow, I've proved something brilliant to myself that I, I'm, I'm better than, or that I didn't think I could, or the little voice in my head was always saying, you never will. But actually, you're then able to sit back and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. and enjoy the moment and then I'm three years on now from having done that channel swim uh, and I reflect back thinking did I really wow uh, because people talk about it and they think that's a bit crazy yeah and so what we're planning this year and, and listeners listening to what we're describing now be thinking okay this is the beginning of the year what big challenge be that personally physically health nutrition diet whatever it is are you going to have achieved by 2019, when you're sitting around your significant table, whether there be two people there or 22 people be there, and you're going to have a big, happy smile on your face because you've achieved something awesome. And now is the time to start planning those things. And that's uh, yeah, a fantastic way to think about it. And yeah, I, I really get that point that you make there about the power of moments and how do we, you know... Uh, you know, life is a series of moments, isn't it? And it's often about how we show up in those moments. But I think we can also plan into our year some moments that are special 
And I think for you and I, you know, with this this moment, actually in achieving that, we're we're going to be out there um, swimming, running over mountains, kayaking, cycling, probably for maybe 13 hours, something like that, you're individually, hopeful. we're hopeful. <laughs> yeah, you know, not, not 11 and a half for a team. We're going to be doing, um, so, uh, you know, for us, that's, uh, you know, it's something, it's a bit scary. It's quite out there. It's going to mean a lot of training, which is what we're, what we're doing. Um, but you're right, it's, uh, we've, we've planned a moment in there that hopefully will come together and uh, we'll be proud of it. And yeah. uh, it'll inspire our children as well, which I think is important. But, but this, this silliness if you want to call it that or just these uh, challenges stem from that conversation we had uh, before when you and I last interviewed and we worked with Stephen Sutton yeah and that whole setup there was talking about um, the challenges he was facing because sadly he passed about five weeks after that interview if maybe mm, been only four every week too. Um, but the, I remember asking him a question if people are listening to this interview in America um, and they offer to fly you to the States and give you the time of your life whilst just, you're still with us, what would you say? And his response was, nobody can buy me any more time. I can only achieve more with the time I have left. Now, this was a particular young man who was dying of uh, bowel cancer, but had gone everywhere. He was 18 years old, nearly 19 years old, uh, and, and he was on his way out, sadly. And the story of how he raised money for Teenage Cancer Trust and, and everything else was very, very inspiring. For me personally, and I still talk about it today, me and too. I know you do as well. And it's just those are moments, those are inspirational moments where you lock into it and you take away from that the what if. And his thing there was very focused on time and using time to your best. Mm. Uh, and that's where things like this challenge for us this year comes from using that time. And we have young children that we want to inspire to be the best they can be. Uh, we have business partners, we have employees, we have others that we want to inspire the best that they can be. So strange activities like this is all about passing that yeah. message on. I think with, uh, you know, from, with, you know, for me, with Stephen, uh, the, the, what I will never get out of my head, Stephen said to me, he said, he said, Chris, he said, you know, cancer has given me so little time, but I have so much motivation. Yes, I look around the world and I see so many people with so much time and so little motivation, you know, please, when I've gone, tell people to make every second count. So I think you know, that really inspired me as well. And it's inspired me to kind of kind of step up and try and make um, make time count. So we're getting a little bit older as well. So also, I think for me, you know, Quad, quad 100, we'll be setting up a Just Giving page and we hope to raise you know, some good money, which will will help people you know, around the world um, to in, in certain areas. So uh, I think. Um, it's, it's a good thing to do, but I think for yourselves, you know, it may not be a sporting uh, initiative for 2019. It might be something else. It might be, you know, having that dream holiday you wanted to and take the family somewhere uh, that you've got to sort of really work hard to be able to find the funds for. Or it might be something that major that you're going to do at work. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it might be changing work. It might be changing yeah, work. Yeah. A lot of people yeah, that might be we work with transitioning into something else. Totally. So, it, you know, it doesn't have to be. Uh, you know, a crazy um, to some people. It's not crazy to us, really, but a a, a venture like that. Uh, it might be something else, but uh, to make those moments special this year for you. Um, so yeah, so I think uh, we were both pretty impacted by him, weren't we? Five years ago, that was a life. And, and it's, it makes me understand. So you you've been doing this radio show now for seven and a half years. 
So there's been lots going on, loads of time being invested into that. So having a conversation with you today about what is working for you, reflecting back on 2018 interviews, some of the highlights that come out of that, so we can really focus in on some specifics there. Uh, I mean, how come you're still doing this show after so long? Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't quite believe that the time is passing as quickly uh, as it is. I mean, I've only got a couple of minutes now till commercial break, so I'll just try and be brief with this. Um, however, you know, I set a goal when I was 40 that I wanted to add value to over a million people, and I didn't outside of my client base, and I didn't know how I was going to do that. And this opportunity came to set up a show. I was approached by Voice America. I think they just like my English accent. I don't think there was anything more flattering than that. And put an opportunity to me. And, and I've, I've stuck this out a month on, was a week on week. Um, so I produce a show every week, apart from when I want to have a holiday and I'll maybe repeat things if I'm doing a speeching, speaking engagement or something like that. Uh, so we've now, I think it's been like 318 hours of uh, live interviews. But it becomes quite addictive, add, Mike. Add value to a million people. You're clearly doing that. Thank, well, thank you. Thank you. And, and the, the listener numbers are absolutely astonishing. I mean, I can't quite believe that we've been the most listened to business show, uh, which, is, which is wonderful. Um, but for me, if, if I can just add value to somebody uh, and some of these interviews make a difference to them, uh, that, you know, then you know, I'm contributing uh, and I'm contributing into the, into, into the world. But, but I get so much back too because I learn from all these amazing people who wouldn't have a reason to talk to me. Uh, um, but, but because I host this show, uh, they do. And I've made, made some amazing friends. My kids get to meet some cool people. And I'm continuously learning. I mean, the, the knowledge that has been acquired in all those hours of interviews, you know, someone described it to me as, you know, being better than any MBA around the world in terms of the, the content because they're just full of, uh, of nuggets, of knowledge, of information that can you know, inspire you, motivate you, teach you and help you to become a better version of yourself and help you have a better life. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's a giving thing. Um, obviously, I've had some you know, value from that process as well. Um, in terms of you know connections that I've made through it, I've invested a lot of money in doing it, um, but I, I can't see myself stopping because uh, it is uh, a wonderful gift. Um, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's a worthy gift and uh, it inspires me. Um, well, let's dig into 2018 highlights <laughs> after the break. Then that sounds like exactly the thing we should be doing. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. We'll, uh, we'll chat again in a couple of minutes. business you'll find the experts here voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential chris cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the achiever program one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America 
is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Well, it should be Chris now, but it's not. It's Mike. It's, uh, I'm going to sort of take control for a little bit because we're, we're trying to get Chris to do some reflections, some uh, uh, time to review, reevaluation, and refocus, all, all of those wonderful re-words that people like. So, so the focus is going to be on the top shows from 2018. So, Chris, looking specifically at that, I know you've got a, a highlights list of of the shows from uh, the, the number of listeners, but there's also other parameters in your mind as to what the top shows were. And so <clears throat> without sort of going through a, just a dirty great big long list of lots of uh, names that uh, people may or may not have listened to all of those shows, let, let's take some highlights. What were your big highlights? Yeah, I mean, Mike, that's a, that's a good question because there's been so many of them uh, and it's quite, a, quite hard to pull out um, in terms of, you know, I'd love to, have to listen to sort of 50 hours of content or something like that. But I think um, if I have a think about, you know, maybe some of the the moments and some of the stories that, you know, maybe I learned something from and uh, and were valuable. But also I've pulled a list up here that want most listened to uh, top shows because uh, I think there were most listened to shows for a reason. I think they were listened mm. to shows because they there were shows that added lots of value. And the people on, on them added lots of value, and also they had the you know the connections or the the um, notoriety to also help share them uh, across their networks. Um, so if I go through uh, some of these, then I think let's think some of the things that really really sort of stood out for me. Um, I will n- never forget actually my uh, youngest son, my oldest son, sorry, telling me that. He'd been watching this amazing program on Netflix, and it was a, by a guy called Leon Logothetis. And uh, basically, what he was doing was he was traveling around the world without any money, living off the kindness of strangers. So the whole show was about kindness in his sidecar, uh, and he um, he was basically asking people to fill his psych- his, his motorbike up uh, with fuel because he had no money. Uh, to feed him and to put him up overnight. Mm. And he traveled around the world and had people film him doing this. But then when people were, uh, you know, not really appreciating or being kind to him, but also maybe were disadvantaged themselves, he was 
he was suddenly giving them a gift, you know, giving them a gift because actually he was a wealthy stockbroker. He's passed, so he was maybe transforming their orphanage, or he was buying them a tuk-tuk because uh, they'd let him sleep on in their bed, and the, the wife and children and the uh, the person who took him in and slept on the floor that night. And so there was lots of kind of kindness in that, and that really inspired my son. So I actually approached. Leon, because my son said one of our values for our, in our family is kindness. So I approached Leon, sent him a note in Los Angeles. I'd love to have you on my show. He responded in about half an hour. And then um, a mo- real moment of special moment for me was probably about a week t- or two later, I was talking to Leon on Skype. And I've got a photograph of my son on the phone, sorry. And I've got a photo of my son talking to this guy he'd been watching on the TV only two e- weeks ago and told his dad. So that was uh, really um, motivating. Um, it's, a, it's a great for you to have your family so far behind what you're doing as well and sort of having a, a nearly teenage son that you have there, your oldest, um, actually being clever enough to realize what you are doing and, and tell you to get him on the show. Well, he, yeah, to him. we just said you need to watch this, Dad. And I binge watched it overnight and I, and I watched them all because it was so good. Uh, and I, and I, rang, I contacted him. And I think for me, the lesson in that was we set some values as a family and uh, in terms of leadership, leadership also is not only at work, it also involves being a leader at home. Mm. And therefore, you know, I thought as a leader, you know, kindness is one of our principles. My son shared this with me. How can I inspire him? And, uh, you know, it, it led to my son and sons uh, buying McDonald's and things like that for homeless people and all sorts of things. So that had a that conversation had a real kind of impact on me. Um, I think. Uh, one of the shows in the um, top 10 with Paul Taval was around um, engagement, which is something I just think is so, you know, it's, it's my work is about engagement, really, and helping leaders and teams become more engaging. And I think one of the things that stood out for me was his 500-mile walk, uh, doing the uh, the walk to Santiago, the, the pilgrimage on his yeah. own, and, you know, the how much he learned about himself and about others from doing doing that walk. And what I've learned, and Mike, is sometimes, you know, in life we are on our own, um, but actually when we're, we're on our own uh, and not with others, we reach out to, to people. Uh, so I remember having a wonderful holiday in Thailand on my own, uh, and I never was without a, a friend. But I thought there was, you know, the journey that he talked about going to Santiago was was really inspiring. Um, I also had a conversation. I mean, one of the, the most listened to show last year was the Artistry of Engagement with uh, my really good friend Stephen Morris. Mm. Uh, Stephen's uh, an amazing artist and a marketeer. Libby Wagner, who's a poet and leadership expert, and Owen O'Sullivan, who's uh, an amazing uh, musician, uh, uh, who is with the Russell Crowe Band. And we had a conversation around engagement around the artistry of engagement because they're all artists in their own right and I think what really you know got to me in that is just you know how to be really engaging you have to be prepared to be really vulnerable but very heartfelt and very authentic and very humble and be able to connect with people at a very deep level and I think that's why that show has resonated with people you know it was musicians and artists and uh, and uh, a poet so, so what uh, but, does that show have that um, others didn't that's mean made it your number one show from listeners in terms of list, listeners perspective I think well I think there's probably something in terms of they all shared it really well so that was probably okay. a good yes. a good thing so in that as well and they're promotion, both, they're very well they're, they're very well known people in their own right so a lot of people are interested in that but I think the you know the level in that interview, the level of real deep meaning connection to what's really important, I think, comes across. 
And that came across, Libby referred me, they'd all worked with a, a gentleman called David White, uh, W-H-Y-T-E, and he's a mm-hmm. TED speaker, he's a, he's a, he's a poet, um, but he's got a huge following. I mean, Steven Spielberg is a big fan of his and even flies into his events with his wife to to see him speak. And and he um, he was an amazing man to talk with uh, at a real sort of deep uh, level of, um, of of kind of understanding. Uh, and I and I learned a lot from him around. Um, I think that if you're interested in kind of what's important in life, just all sorts of important messages. And I think one of the things he said to me was that we've got to realise that what we demand of the future, it won't always happen. Uh, we, you know, we might have expectations and plans, but the reality uh, with where it's, it, um, you know, our expectations meet the real world may not always happen and there'll be disruptions on the way. It's just how, how life is. So we've got to be prepared to adapt and, uh, and also not always be attached to the outcome. And, and he also talks about every project that you do and, and every, every relationship in your life. It, it goes through a, a stage of kind of birth and then growth and then decline. And, of course, we have in our relationships with, our, with family members, uh, with friends. We have our projects at work. And they're all going through these different stages at different times. So if you expect life to always be rosy and, and happy and easy, it's not going to happen mm. because life just isn't like that. You know, this is a natural order of things. And we therefore need to appreciate, you know, that that is, is a natural process. Um, the, the thing that amazes me here, Chris, and uh, you are reciting or recanting um, interviews and podcasts that have done potentially up to uh, over 12 months ago. And you may or may not have listened to them twice or three times afterwards, but the, these uh, interviews are touching you so closely that you're living on and you're re- remembering what was said and the pearls of wisdom that came out of it. And, and it, that, that links me nicely to, um, the, I know we talked about the Quadrathon uh, earlier, but uh, the, the, the man behind that, and, and it, doesn't he have some really clever quotes or some other things that he talks well, about? Uh, Mr. Uh, or now David Fox Pitt MBE, I believe, yeah. as well. So the, the, the Queen appreciates him <laughs> as well, which is even better. Well, David's book is, is full of quotes, and he's, uh, he's an adventurer, he's a philanthropist. He puts on these extreme events. So the reason we're doing the Quadrathlon was... David very kindly invited myself and family to stay. In fact, I've been and stayed with him twice now on the, the most beautiful Loch, Loch Tay, which is somewhere we were very fond of as a family anyway. Uh, and they live up in, in in this wonderful environment in Loch Tay. And he put on one of his events, the Quadrathlon, and he showed me a BBC documentary on it. And I thought it looked fascinating and it inspired me. But what most inspired me about David is just him as a human being. You know, David, David's attitude, and we're looking at a project actually at the moment in the Caribbean, and his attitude to it, it's not about what can I get out of it. It's not about, it's not about you know, how much kudos can I get out of this. It's not about, um, you know, is this going to generate lots and lots of money for our company? It's about, it's about actually how much good is it going to do? You know, we, his, his approach is that, you know, we have to do this project because it's going to help children or it's going to help underprivileged. Um, it's going to help people who, um, who, you know, don't get inspiration, who need inspiration. It's going to help um, school children um, de- de- you know, develop and grow. Every project he does is about philanthropy. And he's got this clever word, was it 
Positive, positive rosity, yeah. That, that's the one I so can't get my teeth around. Yeah, so it's a positive rosity, this energy, this positive energy and life force that moves you forward and is also very charitable. So his, his work, £40 million pounds of uh, money has been generated um, for, for charities based upon his work. So I was absolutely delighted when he was given a, 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 a notification, a notification at Christmas of, uh, of, of uh, an MBE, um, which I'm we'll probably get from the Queen or Prince Charles or somebody like that shortly. Um, so very inspiring man. So he's really inspired me, my kids this year, and, uh, and I have to say he's solely responsible really for this crazy event that um, we're going to do this year. <laughs> Tell me about one other um, top um, interview from last year. And I, 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 the one that s- sticks out in my mind is, is Tales from the Supper Club. Oh, Supper Club. Well, I, I really enjoyed interviewing and uh, the, uh, Emma Jane Pack from the Supper Club. I just um, and I sp- I got the opportunity to speak at a Supper Club event recently, and it was a, a strange experience in in the, the respect that my father had died only four days earlier, and I was doing this three or four hour workshop for them. and And these are a company; they're a community. Uh, they build help connect you with a community of high growth companies and CEOs, so you can you can join their various events. But I think. You know, um, it was very interesting talking to Emma Jane, EJ, she likes to be uh, known as. And, and I was also very inspired by how caring her team were in my situation when I was going to speak to them uh, this year, uh, at the end of last year. My dad just died. They said, look, you, we can postpone this. If you want to postpone this the day before, it's absolutely fine. But the, the kind of love and support that I got, actually, was um, beyond what I would have expected. Uh, so that was a little moment there, you know, where, you know, I, I, I feel very... Uh, uh, because engagement is important to me, but I feel very kind of connected to them because of how kind they were in that particular situation that I personally had. Um, so, so, so taking that on, because we, we, you, you're opening a bit of a personal door there, so I'm, I'm going to uh, open it fully if we can. Uh, in, in 2018, uh, clearly there's a lot of learning that you've gone through. We've got some amazing interviews that you've uh, been um, uh, had the privilege of taking knowledge from and inspiration from. So for you, what, what was your greatest learning or learnings in 2018? Oh, my word. I think I have to come back to some of them after the break. Um, <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think 2018 was, was, you know, an interesting year. And if, I, you know, if I'm, I'm completely honest, the, the biggest, most significant thing of 2018 uh, wasn't my interviews. Although my interviews gave me lots of strength and the connections gave me lots of strength. But my my father was diagnosed about three or four years ago with pancreas, sorry, with um, Parkinson's disease. And then in October of 2017 with pancreatic cancer. So we knew that he had a short um, time. He had chemotherapy last year uh, around about um, sort of March, no, Christmas time. And, uh, and you know, we... I watched him uh, and was inspired by him. He never complained, but he was in and out of hospital. He was um, in, eventually got had the support of hospices. Um, we lost him on the 25th of November uh, and had a funeral a couple of weeks later in, in December. Um, but that was a real moment of reflection for me in, in many ways. It was a reflection, obviously, I'd lost my father. It was a reflection of you know, thinking about the relationship I think I also realized that with people who have, have, have suffered loss is that you can only, 
you know, you really, really get what that means once you've experienced loss yourself. So I had some amazing conversations. You know, some people, some people I didn't expect were hugely supportive through it. Clients and, you know, you were Mike and, uh, and it was particularly people who'd been through that sense of loss and, and the level of conversation that I was able to have with those people. And, and I felt, you know, the relationships have deepened. Um, so out of that, it was a challenging time, but, you know, there were gifts out of it as well. And uh, my dad couldn't have gone on. His health was deteriorating uh, and uh, it wasn't, he wasn't a good life. But, you know, it shows, I suppose, a little bit like that, the conversation I was just sharing, you know, with David White, is that, you know, everything goes through this cycle of, you know, birth and growth and then decline, including human beings. Mm. And it's a natural process. And we have to enjoy people, even though they're, 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 they're changing and their qualities, um, you know, during the end of that process. But it also it, it inspires you to think, actually, you know, I'm, I'm 50 years old now. Um, so as my wife says, this is quadrathlon's probably midlife crisis. <laughs> um, but actually, it inspires me even more to make, as, as Stephen Sutton said, make every moment count. Yes. And I follow that. And, and part of what you're describing there uh, from just listening in and, and, and reflecting what I'm hearing is that need for the support network around you and the, the people that supported you in your uh, hardest times personally in 2018. Some were surprises. Some were expected. Mm. And, and others may have been negative surprises as well where you thought, OK, but that's everybody deals with grief differently and, and, the, and the loss of a parent um, uh, and the loss of any family member is, is very tough. And so for you to take the learning from that and then have that network, that team around you of people that stepping up and supporting you is, is just brilliant. And that, that for me is a massive takeaway from uh, that, that whole situation that you've gone through that many of us have gone through well i think like you've you've been through this um two's got a minute till commercial break so we can't really talk about this much now but i think i, I was shocked with facebook actually I, I didn't i went off social media for quite a long time and i just put a little note on facebook kind of explaining and the the, the love and support that came back was astonishing so that that really helped uh, drive energy uh, from me and i think the the key thing is in this situation it's okay to be vulnerable i think you know, we all like to be in control and, you know, stiff up a lift and all that sort of thing. Um, but actually, it's okay to admit you're vulnerable. And I think people engage with you even more when you do. It's control the controllables. It's a language that's repeated in all sport, in life, in coaching and everything else. Control the controllables makes all the difference. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, our next few questions <laughs> after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with uh, my good friend, Mike Pagan, and we're kind of reflecting, aren't we, on 2018 and maybe some of the things that might help us next year. And uh, Mike, I'm kind of intrigued, you know, with your 2018, because we talked quite a bit about me, uh, which maybe <laughs> doesn't sound like me, my favorite subject, but usually I'm on the other side and, and asking, the, asking the questions. So it's, uh, it's, it's refreshing. Um, but Mike, you know what were your key messages from from 2019? You know, so 2018. Um, you know what what things did did you kind of learn that could really make a difference to 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 yourself and to people in 2019? Well, a, a key thing for me was um, putting effort where it's wanted, uh, and I know that sounds um, not particularly profound, but. We can all get caught up in things we're trying to do, um, projects we want to get off the ground, people we we think we can work with and others we'd like to work with and, and other areas like that. Uh, and uh, there is, there's always that gut feel where we know something is and isn't going to work. Uh, there's people we know, there's something brilliant about them or there's something we're not quite sure about. Uh, and one of my biggest learnings in 2018 was just getting in tune with my gut feel that bit stronger about where your opinion and knowledge is respected or wanted, uh, where people have the ability to um, take on board what's happening, whether that be because they become a paying client or they're becoming somebody that you're working with versus the other side of the equation where they, they there's many negative words to describe the mood hoovers, the, the negs, the, uh, the drains, the, the people that doesn't matter what you say, do or think. Uh, you can't change them. They're never going to listen to anything you say. So just move on. Uh, there's there's a, a wonderful quote from a, a, a Hollywood actress. Um, she's British um, and she's a dame nowadays. And I can't use the full language that she uses, but uh, what, uh, she's, she's in her, uh, uh, her mature years nowadays. And her comment was uh, something along the lines of, my only regret in life is not telling more people to go away. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah. And, and I, she was a little less subtle in the way she put that across. But Dame Helen Mirren is a, is a wonderful actress. And uh, um, it, it, it resonates, that whole thing of uh, moving away from situations and circumstances that are not feeding you, are uh, not looking out for you and working with you so that you are then doing the stuff that really matters in the correct places more of the time, most of the time. You're never going to get it right and perfect. Perfection is not the objective here, but it's tuning in properly. And, and is this, I think it's a really important area, is this, is, is this 
partly driven because as certainly in, in in our kind of people style we like to uh, have people think well of us and uh, we like to win you know people over because relationships are Im- important so you know we can go into situations where um you know we can if, if we if we don't get on well with somebody or uh, we don't you know turn them around or help them think in a different way we kind of feel almost like we've failed mm. um so we can keep trying to you know we gain our energy from doing that but uh, and we try and try and try but actually some doors are quite closed or some people will always string you along um and actually uh, is this become about toughening up a little bit to uh, acknowledge those people and then then um you know, move into the areas where well, part of it's it's not arrogance, but because it, it, because toughening up can come across as arrogance yeah, I mean, when you actually turn around. But it's uh, it, this gets uh, accredited to Buddhism and Hinduism and, and other religions. But the, the the language is when the pupil is ready, the master arrives. Yes, yes. So we we could have the magic pill, the solution to all these woes. But no matter what happens, the the patient in inverted commas won't take it. So try being a parent of teenage children. Uh, try being a, a teacher in a school. Yeah, you've got all these pearls of wisdom, but nobody actually wants to take them. Uh, and that's the reality. It's at some point when the time is right, the moon is in the right alignment, the, 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 the day of the weekends in Y, whatever it happens to be, there's going to be a time where those people take it on board. And it's not banging your head against a brick wall trying to force people to do it. It's realizing that ne- it, not yet or not today. And when you sort of let go that bit by reviewing it, understanding it, then suddenly you're, you're far more in control of that area because you can't control what's going on between somebody else's ears. No, no. And, and it's a, I mean, sometimes you, you, you can go into a meeting or you can go into a, a conference or event and feel quite you know, vulnerable thinking, you know, do people like me? Uh, is there a little bit about maybe not needing to be liked? That, that comes with that, uh, it's not, it's, and the word isn't toughening up, but it comes with that, that wisdom that actually it, that's okay. Not everybody's going to like you. Uh, and actually, when you're in a room, you might be self-conscious about what you're wearing and that thing, but most people actually aren't very interested. They're mostly interested in themselves. Uh, is, is it like a, you know, a greater level of awareness about? Well, part of that is awareness, and, and it's sort of part of psychology. Uh, I've, I've read a lot uh, over the last uh, couple of years on cognitive biases, and the way the brain works and the spotlight effect, the fact that you assume everybody's looking at you and watching you, but nobody actually noticed. Uh, you, you walk in and you had your, uh, your shirt on back to front or inside <laughs> out and, and you're totally conscious of it, but nobody else has even thought about it. But you've been sweating, you've been stressing, you've been upset about it and nobody's noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, these are the things that go on. It's, it's, it's part of the mind. It is, it, it is very psychological the way that works. And it's, it's having an appreciation for that because when you do that, then you can let go because you can't control it. So don't try to, just let go. Yeah. Then you move on. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, well, for, for me, the key things to focusing in on for, for this year coming uh, is going to be, collab- be better collaborations, more collaborations. Uh, I have people that I work very closely with and there's people that uh, I have worked closely with and we've, we've moved on, not fallen out or whatever else, but as we described, you, you, you move with it. So the, the collaboration challenge for me this year is going to make a big difference to uh, my businesses, uh, what I'm creating, what I'm doing. 
uh, from from the coaching, the speaking, and the, the communication, uh, and making a difference. Uh, that it's, it's the, the life in transition work. We are all transitioning uh, from one thing to the next. Where you're trans, you're in transition from a teenager to a, somebody in your twenties, uh, from a, somebody in your twenties to becoming a parent or getting married uh, to to. Being retired out of uh, the military to so on. We are constantly in transition and our life evolves and we, we need that uh, network around us that is fit for us going forward. And there's all well and good having a network of people, uh, but if they're all your mates from school and they're all doing what you did 20 years ago or 10 years ago or 40 years ago, then nobody's progressed and moved on. Uh, so they aren't necessarily relevant for fit going forward. Mm. And so it, it's having that network, the right people around you, so that you can achieve those next goals. And they're not still holding you to account for something you did back in uh, 1985 or 2005. It's actually, no, this is, this is who you are now. This is being real today. Yeah. So that's one of the ones. Um, a key area for me is, is, is about time in the right places. <laughs> Doing the correct areas, looking out for how we work that. So I've, I've got to have the time spending it with my family, spending it with friends, doing it and, and, and being selfish. That's one of my goals for this year is being more selfish, which means saying no more often. Yeah. So that, that, that's a big one. And the final one is the goals. Yes. I, I talked about at the beginning uh, when we were referring to what's it look like come Christmas to be sitting there feeling smug and self-righteous at your significant table having had an awesome year. And that, that's for me, is having the clear goals and direction as to how that works. So those would be my three yeah. things that I'm going to be working on for 2018. Well, or 2019, shall I say. So now, <laughs> I'm going to back to you, Chris. Well, I just wanted to say, I, I was reading something about um, an acronym called um, FOMOG, which is Fear of Missing Out on My Goals, which is apparently a problem that a lot of people are facing today in terms of you know, the stress of setting goals and not not achieving them, uh, or uh, or taking a money gets tight, so I'm not pursuing my goal for now. I'm going to take some money to earn some income, and then feeling this sense of guilt. But I think I think it's a you know the goals thing. I, there's a saying that might help in that many years ago. It was a Tony Robbins quote, and he said that people significantly overestimate what they can achieve in a year, but significantly underestimate what they can achieve in ten. Mm. And I think there's something in that. Actually, the one that I add into that one for, for mine is uh, from a, a gentleman called Richard Wilkins here in the UK, uh, who's, who's a complete eccentric, wonderful man, mm, uh, talks about the script and the uh, conditioning, but yeah. he refers to people having an NLE, and that's a near life experience. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. And it just sums yeah. it up. Yeah. So, so, so are you going to have a near life in 2019, or are you going to have a life yes. in 2019? The choice is yours. Yeah. Down to you. Definitely. Yeah. So come on, Ed. What, what, are, you, what are your uh, objectives uh, for 2019? Well, well, in terms of objectives, I think uh, the, uh, the, the objectives come out of some of the lessons. So, you know, one of my lessons was that um, how valuable it is to journal and maybe at times meditate and be, sort of calm yourself at the beginning of the day and, and take the time to think more strategically and ask yourself key questions like, you know, what have I witnessed today? Um, what have um, been my key lessons? How can I show up better tomorrow? What are my key priorities in my business? Taking the time to do that has enabled me to probably articulate more clearly what this year is about and to be able to get off to a you know, fast start focusing on my 
kind of goals and intentions. And I think another thing that I think has been helpful has been, uh, it was, I was talking with Gene early, a great interview with Gene early, a really, really popular one uh, this year uh, on best self-leadership. And, uh, and Gene challenged me and said, you know, Chris, you know, what are you going to do to stop circling? Because we all kind of circle uh, and we can kind of move in the same trajectory. And what are you going to do in the, in the next year to ensure that you move into a new one? And I thought that's, a, that's something I've really kind of reflected on and journaling uh, and my um, liaison actually with Stephen Morris, who I mentioned, who we, we hold ourselves accountable for and then developing a system around journaling at the moment. Um, so I think that has been really helpful. And coming out of that, then, in terms of my, my sort of objectives was to, um, was to uh, get clear about um, what was important. So uh, this year we are gonna, we're doing things like um, I wanted to grow my business around en- engagement because engagement is, is something I feel very passionate about both as a, for leaders, for teams, for companies. Mm. Uh, so we have a methodology where we've got an amazing survey that we're offering for people for free to, for all of their company to be surveyed um, as 11 million pounds of investment gone into it, not mine. But um, we're then behind that. We can then analyze that information and then help people to uh, move their companies forward. Um, we also um, do our, our leadership and, uh, and team development, our coaching kind of programs, too. The other thing is with this radio show is that, you know, for seven and a half years, I've been hosting this. So what I'm, I'm doing now is I'm, I'm opening up an opportunity for some of my past guests who have been amazing experts to come and get involved with the show in, a, in an expert panel. Uh, and, and therefore, uh, to be able to bring them more into panel discussions, to give them some sort of presence, because I can I really love what they do um, because I had car parking companies and people like that approach me about sponsoring the show and i can't sorry but if i can't get excited about a car park but i can get excited about somebody who's developing a great sort of product or or service so the other thing is just to, you know step outside your comfort zone uh, i think is important this year we're doing that with a quadrathlon what can you do to push yourself outside of your comfort zone i think he's going to be a you know, it's a key thing for everybody because our potential sits there and the opportunity sits there um, rather than just nearly living a life as you sort of articulated. Definitely, definitely. I, I can follow with that. So for me, final word, because I know we're, we're, we're getting towards the end of this. Final word for me is build the team. Get the team around you this year. Working in isolation doesn't work. That's why I'm working with you on this quad because the two of us will hold each other accountable and we'll help each other. You're a better runner than I am. I'm a better swimmer than you are. Between yeah. the two of us, let's hope we complete it. Yeah, absolutely. And hope we can help each other you know, with the things that we're not so good at with some tips and thoughts and ideas and, and maybe raise uh, some money for, for charity will be absolutely brilliant. My final kind of message um, probably sits around... Um, yeah, around that, yeah, stepping outside of the comfort zone this year, I think, and uh, reflect on last year, you know, the positives, the things you learned, the, you know, maybe the big moments, um, but also, you know, move into 2019 uh, with some with a, a vision, maybe do some journaling, uh, but make sure that this year counts because uh, we need to, as Stephen Sutton said, we need to make every minute count. I want to say a huge thank you to my friend Mike. We stepped in, who stepped in at the last minute. I said, we're heading up to Scotland. We'll stop somewhere. We'll do this interview. It was very short notice. Uh, and I think you've been uh, fantastic in terms of the way you've kind of hosted this. Thank you for asking questions and been lovely to talk to you and find out some of your thoughts thank, and insights as well. Thank you for having well. me on again. It's been it's great to watch this journey over the last seven and a half years and uh, 
pleased to be part of it today. You're very welcome. And on next week's show, we've got Chris Ricci. I'm going to talk about managing your boss. If you want to get, get in touch with Mike, go and check out mikepagan.com. That's correct. That's uh, Mike, uh, P-A-G-A-N. Uh, if you want to um, get in touch with me, um, you can uh, get in touch to me by Chris at chriscooper.co.uk or check out chriscooper.co.uk. If you like the show, do share this share this with people. Do let them know about it and uh, wish you all well. Have a tremendous 2019. Got lots of exciting things coming as well. And we're going to be talking quite a lot of this year about um, how to develop your sort of personal uh, your personal kind of magnetism uh, and how you can become even more engaging as a leader. We have some little themes around that this year too. So do join us again next week and I wish you all well. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more, achieve more.